Alright everyone, welcome back to Exploring Middle Earth. Um, this is our second episode for the Letters from Father Christmas, where we, well, we read you the Letters from Father Christmas that Tolkien wrote to his kids, and we just talk about it a little bit. Give our thoughts. Give our thoughts, we laugh at it a little bit. Cause we laugh, we cry. We laugh, we cry, we, we dance, smile, we, we frown. Um, we really just, we live, uh, we live life we reading live these. through these letters. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we our first episode <laughs> should have come out before this. I don't know why it wouldn't. Um, it better so, have. Yeah, so if you haven't um, listened to that one uh, first, then go back and listen to this. Um, or that one. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> And then listen to this. So, so the letters are in chronological order for you. Um, yeah, so, uh, so we're starting now um, in 1929. We're about 30% of the way through his letters. Yeah. Or through the book, at least. And we're still sitting with cozy fire on the TV. Yep, yep. Don't freak out if you're in a car. Your car is not on fire. Your house is not on fire. Your place of work is not on fire. That's just the fire crackling in our area and through your ears. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll start this one off. For a Top of the world. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Something big happened in between the, first, the last letter and this letter. His youngest daughter was born, Priscilla. 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 So yeah, that's yeah, why there's yeah. a lady in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Top of the world, North Pole, Xmas. He didn't say Christmas this time. Xmas 1929. Yeah. Dear boys and girl, it is a light Christmas again, I am glad to say. The northern lights have been specially good. There's a lot to tell you. You have heard the, gre- the great... <laughs> <laughs> Lord, it's okay. <laughs> you it's have heard okay. that the great polar bear chopped his paw when he was cutting Christmas trees. His right one, I mean, not his left, of course. It was wrong to cut it. <laughs> and a pity, too, for he spent a lot of the summer learning to write better so as to help me with my winter letters. We had a bonfire this year to please the polar bear to celebrate the coming in of winter. The snow elves, oh, oh well. new characters, yes, let off all the rockets together, which surprised us both. I've tried to draw you a picture of it, but th- really there were hundreds of rockets. You can't see the elves at all against the snow background. <laughs> I love that he just doesn't even try. He yeah. just gives that excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, the bonfire made a hole in the ice and woke up the great seal. Another character. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. Why are all the animals like the, the great polar bear, great seal? I don't yeah. know. Oh. I don't know. It's kind of cool, though. Uh, Woke up the great seal who happened to be underneath. The polar bear let off 20,000 silver sparklers afterwards. Where did he get these? Used up all my stock, so that is why I had none to send you. Then he went off for a holiday to North Norway and stayed with a woodcutter called Olaf and came back with paw all bandaged just at the beginning of our busy times. Is this Olaf from Frozen (laughs) confirmed? I don't know. Or maybe Olaf from Frozen is the snowman who, uh, the gardener. Yeah, wow. Maybe that's maybe they got inspired him one time. They named their new gardener because uh, the North Polar Bear shoved him off a, the old one off a cliff, and named him Olaf. Wow. So then the Great Polar Bear would like him because I think the Great Polar Bear has a temper. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I think we just uncovered something here. We uncovered some deeper meaning. Yeah. Um, okay, so there seem. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, this is the letter. <laughs> there seem more children than ever in England, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and Germany, which are the countries I specially look after. And of course, North America and okay. Canada. Okay, okay so good. he does. Okay, there we go. <sighs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> not to speak of getting stuff down to the South Pole for children who expect to be looked after, though they have gone to live in New Zealand or Australia or South Africa or China. Yeah. Damn. So he's got the whole world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It is a good thing clocks don't tell the same time all over the world or I should never get round. Although when my magic is strongest at Christmas, I can do about a thousand stockings a minute if I have it all planned out beforehand. You could hardly guess the enormous piles of lists I make out. I seldom get them mixed. Well, That's he's good. bragging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flex. Mm-hmm. But I am rather worried this year. In my office and packing room, the polar bear reads out names while I copy them down. We had awful gales here, worse than you did, tearing clouds of snow to a million tatters, screaming like demons, well, <laughs> burying my house almost up to the roofs. Just at the worst, the polar bear said it was stuffy and opened a north window before I could stop him. You can, guess, it, you, you can guess the result. <laughs> the north polar bear was buried in papers and lists, but that did not stop him laughing. And of course, he's just laughing at the yes. end of it. Also, that sick man, sick. Also, all my red and green ink was upset, as well as black. <laughs> they're they're sad. They're upset. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing in chalk and pencil. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have some black ink left, and the polar bear is using it to address parcels. I like all of your letters very much, indeed, my dears. Nobody or very few writes so much or so nicely to me. I am especially pleased with Christopher's card and his letters, and with his learning to write, so I'm sending him a fountain pen and also a special picture for himself. It shows me crossing the sea on the upper north wind, while a southwest gale, reindeer hate it, is <laughs> raising big waves below. This must be all now. I send you my love. One more stocking to fill this year. I hope you will like your new house and the things I bring you. Your old Father Christmas. So, I guess they got a new house and a new baby, Priscilla. Yeah, wow. Okay, I'm looking back at the old letters because in this he says... Let's see what he says. Um, the polar bear is using it to address the parcels. Didn't he say in a few ones earlier that they had a different character who was addressing everything? Who was it? I can't find it. Um, it was Snowman. Are you sure it was Snowman? I don't know. That was in one of the first ones. I can't remember. Just don't ask, man. I'm trying to go back and find it, but I don't know if I can find it, man. <coughs> I don't know if I can find it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to find it. Wait. Um, no. I'm not going to find it. I'm going back to where we are. I'm sorry, everyone. All right. We got a short one coming up here. But we do get introduced to the Great Seal. Yes. Made a hole underneath. Oh, it woke the Great Seal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't really do anything other than wake up. Yeah. Okay, November 28th, 1930. So 10 years after Tolkien started his letters. Wow. So Father Christmas might so be. So John should be 13 at this time, mm -hmm. which explains why he's probably not writing as much. He knows he knows the, the secret, truth the that secret's Father, out. Father Christmas is real. Yes. <laughs> he just doesn't really care anymore. He's got yeah, yeah. He's just so like, understandable. I, got, I got other stuff to do. Okay, November 28th, 1930. Father Christmas is... Wait, who is this from? It is from Father Christmas. He's oh. just talking to himself. In the third in person? The third. Yeah. Father Christmas has got all your letters. What a lot. Especially from Christopher and Michael. Thank you. And also Reddy and your bears and other animals. I'm just beginning to get awfully busy. Let me know more about what you specially want. The polar bear sends love. He is getting better. He has had whooping cough. Father Nicholas Christmas. <laughs> what a way to end the letter. He has had whooping cough. <laughs> Which I think was a way bigger deal back then. Yeah, it's just not a big deal anymore. So. Yeah, it's not. Ri I mean, ripped everyone back then, but really doesn't yeah. affect me. That's so. gonna be because this is almost a hundred years ago, nineteen thirty. Yeah. So that'll be like in a hundred years from now, that'd be like uh, 
Polar bear senses love just getting better. He has had COVID. <laughs> he has had COVID. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> what it was. All right. North Pole Christmas 1930. Oh, okay. So what was... The no, last one is November 28th. So this is like a whole month later. All right. Uh, not finished until Christmas Eve, 24th December. My dears, I have enjoyed all of your letters. I am dreadfully sorry there has been no time to answer them, and even now I have not time to finish my picture for you properly or to send you a full, long letter like I mean to. I hope you will like your stockings this year. I tried to find what you asked for, but the stores have been in rather a muddle. You see, the polar bear has been ill. Whooping cough, of course. Of course. He had had whooping cough, first of all. Well, that's what I just said. <laughs> um, <coughs> I could not let him help with the packing and sorting, which begins in November, because it would simply be awful if any of you children caught polar whooping cough and barked <laughs> like bears on Boxing Day. <laughs> what does a bear bark like? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do everything myself in the preparations. Of course, Polar Bear has done his best. He cleaned up and mended my sleigh and looked after the reindeer while I was busy. That is how the really bad accident happened, of course. Every Another time, one? Every time the polar bear is trying to help, there's always an accident. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's on purpose. Early this month, we had a most awful snowstorm. Nearly six feet of snow, followed by an awful fog. The poor polar bear went out to the reindeer stables and got lost and nearly buried. I did not miss him or go to look for him <laughs> for a long while. His chest had not, go- had not got well from whooping cough, so this made him frightfully ill, and he was in bed until three days ago. Everything has gone wrong, and there has been no one to look after my messages properly. Aren't you glad the polar bear is better? We've had a party of snowboys, sons of the snowmen, which are only sort of people that live near, not of course men made of snow, though my gardener, who is the oldest of all the snowmen, sometimes draws a picture of the made snowman instead of writing his name. I didn't really, that was weird. <laughs> what? And polar cubs, the polar bear's nephews, on Saturday, as soon as he felt well enough. He didn't eat much tea. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't think most people eat tea. Yeah, I don't know. That is legit what's written in here, so I don't really know. Uh, but when the big cracker went off after, he threw away his rug and leaped into the air and has been well ever since. I've drawn you pictures of everything that happened. Polar bear telling a story after all the tea things had been cleared away, me finding polar bear in the snow, and polar bear sitting with his feet in hot mustard and water to stop him <laughs> shivering. <laughs> what? Hot mustard. Hot mustard. It didn't, and he sneezed so terribly he blew five candles out. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Still, he is all right now. I know because he has been at his tricks again, quarreling with the snowman, my gardener, and pushing him through the roof of his (laughs) snow house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And packing lumps of ice instead of presents and naughty children's parcels. That might be a good idea, only he never told me, and some of them with ice are put into warm storerooms and melted all over good children's presents. Well, my dears, there's lots more I would I should like to say about my green brother and my father, old grandfather Yule, and why we're both called Nicholas after the saint, whose day is December 6th, who used to give secret presents, sometimes throwing purses of money through the window. But I must hurry away. I am late already, and I am afraid you may not get this in time. Kisses to you all. Father Nicholas Christmas. P.S. Chris has no need to be frightened of me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Chris was afraid of him a little bit. I think the one we should be afraid of is the North Polar because he is ruining everything. And I he's know. he assaults the snowmen. I he know. <laughs> he's prejudiced against snowmen. He's pushed He's pushed that snowman twice. Or probably more no, than a different snowman. Oh, right, yeah, because the other one he killed. Because he killed it. And then they <laughs> used it to write the letter. And he's probably done that more than once. Or more than the one time, uh, two times mentioned. I think... Uh, Father Christmas needs to get a new polar bear. I think he does, yeah. Um, this polar bear has lots of problems. Also, uh, Father Christmas does mention he has a green brother. 
Uh, also, huh? also named Nicholas, and that his father is named Old Grandfather Yule. I wonder so, if um, Christmas lore confirmed. I wonder if Green Brother is jealous of uh, Father Christmas's success. Like, what does Green Brother do? Just live with his parents? Yeah, <laughs> Green Brother still lives with his parents. Yeah, and they don't like to talk about it. All right, have yes. at it. Cliff House. Where's the Cliff House? Well, that's where this was, next one's from, but I don't know where Cliff House is. October 31st, 1931. This is Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Dear children, I've already got some letters from you, and you are getting very busy. I have not begun to think about Christmas yet. It has been very warm in the north this year, and there have been little, very little snow so far. We are just getting our Christmas firewood. This is just to say the messenger will be coming around regularly now. Winter has begun. We shall have, be having a bonfire tomorrow, and I shall like to hear from you. Sunday and Wednesday evenings are the best time to post to me. The polar bear is quite well and fairly good, though you never know what he will do when Christmas rush begins. Send my love to John, your loving Father Christmas. Glad Father Christmas has waked up. <laughs> he slept nearly all this hot summer. I wish we could have snow. My, quite, my coat is quite yellow. Love, polar bear. Yeah. Yeah, so polar bear hasn't done anything bad yet. Um, I wonder, okay, so do they just, everybody in the North Pole hibernates during the summer? That's what it sounds like. Also, where are all the regular elves? Like, is that just an American thing that Santa has a ton of elves? Well, he said snow elves, right? But those weren't but like those, to help yeah, with presents. Right, yeah. And it's just the North Polar Bear who is doing everything with like the packaging and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see the more we read. I hope so. Yeah, gosh. Okay. <coughs> oh, you have a few little lines in here. That's a long one, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Are you guys ready for this one? You yeah, <coughs> ready for this? I got to prepare my voice. All right. Cliff House, North Pole, December 23rd, 1931. So a lot closer to Christmas this yes. time. My dear children, I hope you will like the little things I have sent to you. You seem to be most interested in railways just now, so I am sending you mostly things of that sort. I send as much love as ever, in fact more. We have both, the old polar bear and I, enjoyed having so many nice letters from you and your pets. If you think we have not read them, you are wrong. But if you find that not many of the things you asked for have come, and not perhaps quite as many as sometimes, remember that this Christmas all over the world there are a terrible number of poor and starving people. So, I, 1931, I think, well, I mean, at least in America, this is the start of the Great Depression. Yeah. So, I don't know if it probably affected It would have had to. Yeah. That's so, a grim tangent. Yeah, so, that just keep but that wait, in mind. What year did... Um, Stock market crash? No, Lord, Lord of the Rings come out. Or The Hobbit or whatever. Uh, 37? Rings. Book. Come out. 54. Oh, we still got a ways to go oh, before he What about The Hobbit? When did... The Hobbit, I was Hobbit. guessing, 37. I can't remember. Yep, 37. Okay, yeah. So we got a ways to go before he starts making bank. So, si yeah, so six years until 1937 <laughs> and when he writes The Hobbit. Um, but also at this time, he is kind of, like, quietly working on, like, the Silmarillion and just kind of, like, his, like mythology basically of middle earth at this time so he is writing about it because he's been writing about it since 1917 when he first uh wrote the letters from father christmas so yes um so that's kind of all always in his mind a little bit so it's kind of interesting it is so interesting just to keep that in mind and then you'll see like connections here and there it is interesting with the great depression being around this time yeah okay so 
continuing on. Okay. I, and also my green brother, have had to do some collecting of food and clothes and toys too for the children whose fathers and mothers and friends cannot give them anything. Sometimes not even dinner. This is so sad. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I got really sad really quick. I thought that paragraph where it just said poor and starving people was the end of it. Yeah. I know yours won't forget you. (laughs) So, my dears, I hope you will be happy this Christmas and not quarrel and will have some good games with your railway altogether. Don't forget old father Christmas when you light your tree. Nor me. It has gone on being warm up here, as I told you. Not what we would call warm, but warm for the North Pole with very little snow. The North Polar Bear, if you know who I mean. <laughs> yeah. Who else, dude? <laughs> has been lazy and sleepy as a result, and very slow over packing, or any job except eating. He has enjoyed sampling and tasting the food parcels this year to see if they were fresh and good, he said. Somebody has to. I found stones in some of the carrots. Currants? Currants. Currants. Yeah, it's like a jelly type thing. Um, my apologies. Um, but that is not the worst. I should hardly feel it was Christmas if he didn't do something ridiculous. You will never guess what he did this time. I sent him down into one of my cellars, the cracker hole, we call it. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Where I keep thousands of boxes of crackers. You would like to see them, rows upon rows, all with their lids off to show the kinds of colors. And keep in mind, too, uh, crackers are like cookies no they're they're like the the things you pull like at new year's at least oh. at least in america you'd see these in, at new year's you'd pull them in like confetti or something would oh. come out, stuff like that that makes more so that's sense. it's not like actual boxes of like crackers like keebler crackers or something ritz yeah. something like that it's just boxes of ritz yeah um this is my ritz hole <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted 20 boxes and was busy sorting soldiers and farm things so i sent him and he was so lazy he took two snowboys who aren't allowed down there to help him they started pulling crackers out of boxes and he tried to box them the boys ears i mean and they dodged and he fell over and let his candle fall right poof into my firework crackers and boxes of sparklers i could hear the noise and smell the smell in the hall and when i rushed down and saw nothing but smoke and fizzing stars and an old polar bear was rolling on the floor with sparks sizzling in his coat he has quite a bear patch burnt onto his back it looked fine that's where father christmas filled the gravy on my back at dinner the snowboys roared with laughter and then ran away. They said it was a splendid sight, but they won't come to my party on St. Stephen's Day. They have had more than their share already. Two of Polar Bear's nephews have been staying there for some time. Paksu and Valkatuka. Fat and white hair, they say it means. <laughs> <laughs> they are fat-tummied polar bear cubs and are very funny boxing one another and rolling about. But another time I shall have them on Boxing Day and not just at packing time. I fell over them 14 times a day last week. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Valkotoka swallowed a ball of red string, <laughs> thinking it was cake. <laughs> and he got it all wound up inside and had a tangled cough. He couldn't sleep at night, but I thought it rather served him right for putting holly in my bed. It was the same cub that poured all my black ink yesterday into the fire <laughs> to make night. It did, and a very smelly, smoky one. We lost Paksu all last Wednesday <laughs> and found him on Thursday morning asleep in a cupboard in the kitchen. He had eaten two whole puddings raw. They seemed to be growing up just like their uncle. <laughs> Not fair. Also... Father Christmas is not a good caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> or babysitter. Yeah. These kids are... He's tripping over yeah. these polar bears. 14 times a day. 14 times. You think, he, you think he learn after like the fifth time in one day. Yeah. All right. Goodbye now. I shall be soon... I shall soon be off on my travels once more. You need not believe any pictures you see of me on aeroplanes or motors. I cannot drive one and don't want to. They are too slow anyway, not to mention the smell. They cannot compare with my own reindeer, which I trained myself. They are all very well this year, and I expect my posts will be in very good time. I've got some new one, young, 
Yeah, I've got some new young ones this Christmas from Lapland. A great place for wizards, but these are wizards. Bad. <laughs> so that was an attempt at a joke, and then uh, and the polar bear thought it was bad. Yeah. One day I will send you a picture of my deer stables and harness houses. I am expecting that John, although he is now over 14, will hang up his stockings this last time. But I don't forget people even when they are past stocking age, not until they forget me. So I send love to you all, and especially little PM, who I would assume is Priscilla, mm-hmm. who is beginning her stocking days, and I hope they will be happy. Your loving Father Christmas. P.S. This is all drawn by Northern Polar- North Polar Bear. Don't you think he is getting better? But the green ink is mine, and he didn't ask for <laughs> it. Um, that is actually a nice picture. Yeah, uh, I don't understand because here in America, there's not like you put up your stocking no matter what age you are. And is that like a thing that only young kids do? Yeah, because it seems like, it seems like from like a very young age, like a few years old to fourteen is what it is, or fifteen. Then you put your stockings up, but after that you don't. I don't know. I'm I've gonna I'm gonna Google how old is too old to put up stockings. <laughs> old is too old to put up stockings. Oh what? Fifteen is okay. This is a. According to the mirror in UK, in the UK, so this is a European news thing. Fifteen is the average age that cri- children stop getting Christmas stockings by their bed. Sixteen, the average number of presents a child. Sixteen is the average number of presents a child gets under the Christmas tree. So, f- what? They stop getting stockings at sixteen. And you guys, and, uh, and you guys put your stockings by your bed too. Yeah, what? Stefan, Stefan, help us out. <laughs> and <laughs> you, Janie. Stephane and Janie, Janie, yeah. Both of you guys. If if this is true or if you need to correct us on the facts, let us know what you get, what your Christmas traditions are. Yeah, where do you guys put your, Or if like you have you kids, where do you put your kids' stockings or where do you put your own stockings? Or when you were a kid, where yeah, did yeah. your stockings go? Also, I'm going to leave a question, a Spotify question on here about where do you put your stockings. So answer yeah. that. So, so right now, like... I think most Americans would agree, like, you put it over the fireplace, right, or on mm-hmm. the mantle. Um, or in Grant's case, the wall. Yeah, like I was going to say, we, like I said in the mm-hmm. last episode, we don't have a fireplace here at home, so we just put it on the wall. Um, I know when I was growing up, we also didn't have a fireplace, so we put it on the staircase. So as we were coming down the stairs in the morning for Christmas, we would just grab our stockings and go downstairs. Um, but I know most Americans would agree, the mantle, pl- the mantle place, the mantle over the fireplace is the spot yeah. to put it but i guess the bed for uh the english so yeah and english people do have fireplaces i do know that. i'm not gonna lie though a good english style christmas is like very uh it's uh, good I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say nostalgic it's not nostalgic for like it is for me for some reason but like every time i see like a like pseudo nostalgic yeah like it's it's it looks like I want to experience it, basically. Then do it, Grant. Go um, to Stefan's house or Janie's house. Yeah, maybe I will. do it. Because um, it looks very pretty, and you guys look like you do it right. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jay, take it away with the next one. Cliff House, North Pole, November 30th, 1932. 
My dear children, thank you for your nice letters. I have not forgotten you. I'm very late this year and very worried. A very funny thing has happened. The polar bear has disappeared, and I don't know where he is. I have not seen him since the beginning of this month, and I'm getting anxious. Tomorrow, December, the Christmas month, begins, and I don't know what I shall do without him. I'm so I am glad you are all well in your many pets. Snow Baby's holiday begins tomorrow. I wish Polar Bear was here to look after them. Love Michael. Love to Michael, Christopher, and Priscilla. Please send John my love when you write to him. Father N. Christmas. So Polar Bear is gone. What the heck? Probably getting into some trouble. Also, the Snow Babies. <laughs> I think snow those are... Babies. Are those like... So there's the snowmen, the snow boys, and then the snow babies. Are those just baby snowmen, basically? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be. And also, oh, this next one looks very long. John, we're gonna have to talk to John because he is not respecting Father Christmas. Yeah, he's not talking to him. He's not putting his stocking out to be by his bed because he's over the average age of the kids who get it, and he's just freaking out. All right, Jay, this last one oh, whoa. I think should be this yeah this last one is the last letter we're going to read for this episode it is a long one you want to so, split it up so I was going to say part. Jay and I can split it up um, I'll start first and we'll then do I'll, popcorn reading <laughs> with the two of yeah us. yeah I'll, I'll pass it off to you when I'm ready okay all right gotta get ready this is gonna be a lot of reading all right <clears throat> cliff house near the north pole december 23rd 1932 so this is the same year as the last one we just read a uh, month later. My dear children, there's a lot to tell you. First of all, a Merry Christmas. But there have been lots of adventures you will want to hear about. It all began with the funny noises underground which started in the summer and got worse and worse. I was afraid an earthquake might, uh, earthquake might happen. That's got to be the North Polar Bear. The North Polar Bear says oh. he suspected what was wrong <laughs> oh, from the beginning. Never mind. So I guess he showed up again <laughs> somehow. I only wish he had said something to me, and anyway, it can't be quite true, as he was fast asleep when it began and did not wake up till about Michael's birthday. However, he went off for a walk one day at the end of November, I think, and never came back. Oh, okay, so, this, okay, there, there's where he's lost. About a fortnight ago, I began to get really worried, for after all, the dear old thing is really a lot of help, in spite of accidents and very amusing. One Friday evening, December 9th, there was a bumping at the front door and a snuffling. I thought he had come back and lost his key, as often before, but when I opened the door, there was another very old bear there, a very fat and funny-shaped one. Actually, it was the eldest of the few remaining cave bears, old Mr. Cave Bear himself. I had not seen him for centuries. Do you want your polar bear, he said. Oh, I guess you can okay. read these. Okay, go for it. Do you want your north polar bear, he said. If you do, you had better come and get him. It turned out he was lost in the caves, belonging to Mr. Cave Bear, or so he says, not far from the ruins of my old house. He says he found a hole in the side of a hill and went inside because it was snowing. He slipped down a long slope and lots of rock fell after him, and he found he could not climb up or get out again. But almost at once he smelt goblin and became interested and started to explore. Not very wise, for of course goblins can't hurt him, but their caves are very dangerous. Naturally, he soon got quite lost, and the goblins shut off all their lights and made queer noises and false echoes. Wait, why can't the goblins hurt him? Probably because he's such a big old bear. Makes I don't sense. Know. Goblins are to us very much what rats are to you. Okay, oh. so, yeah, okay. <laughs> I keep saying stuff right before. Yeah. Only worse because they're very clever, and only better because there are, in these parts, very few. We thought there were none left. Long ago, we had great trouble with them. That was about 1453, I believe. But we had got the help of the gnomes, who are their greatest enemies, and cleared them out. So now we got the gnomes and the goblins and the cave bears in here. 
Anyway, there was a poor old polar bear lost in the dark all among them, and all alone until he met Mr. Cave Bear, who lives there. Cave Bear can see pretty well in the dark, and he offered to take Polar Bear to his private back door. So they set off together, but the goblins were very excited and angry. Polar Bear had boxed one or two flat that came and poked him in the dark, and had said some very nasty things to them all. And they enticed him away by imitating Cave Bear's voice, which of course they know very well. So Polar Bear got into a frightful dark part, all full of different passages, and he lost Mr. Cave Bear, and Cave Bear lost him. Light is what... Oh, you said that. Oh. Yeah, okay. Light is what we need, said Cave Bear to me. So I got some of my special sparkling torches, which I sometimes use in my deepest cellars, and we set off that night. The caves are wonderful. I knew that they were there, but not how many or how big they were. Of course, the goblins went off into the deepest holes and corners, and we, found, we soon found Polar Bear. He was getting quite long and thin with hunger, as he had been in the caves about a fortnight. He said, I should... Oh. <laughs> I should soon have been able to squeeze through a goblin crack. I keep starting them, and I keep... Hey, it's okay, yeah, Grant. Yeah. Polar Bear himself was astonished when I brought light, for the most remarkable thing in the walls of these caves were all covered with pictures, cut into the rock or painted or on in red and brown and black. Some of them are very good, mostly of animals, and some are queer and some bad, and there are many strange <laughs> marks, signs, and scribbles, some of which have a nasty look, and I am sure it had something to do with black magic. That reminds me of, like, uh... Oh, Tolkien's bringing black magic into his father letter... Letter... Huh? Huh? Father... Letters from Father Christmas? Yeah. He's bringing black magic into it? But the, the cave drawings remind me of, like, cavemen from, like, the... Yes. Neolithic. I don't know if that's the right... That's probably era. what he was trying to imitate. Yeah. Uh, Cave Bear says these caves belong to him and have belonged to him and his family since the days of his great, 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 multiplied by 10, grandfather. <laughs> That's 90. Wow. And the bears first had the idea of decorating the walls and used to scratch pictures on them with soft parts. Or on soft parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, weird. It was useful sh for sharpening the claws. Then men came along. Imagine oh. it. Cave Bear says there were lots at one time long ago when the North Pole was somewhere else. That was long before my time, and I had never heard old grandfather you'll mention it even. So I don't even know if he's talking so, nonsense. So, so that was that was Pangea. Probably. I don't know, man. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Uh, many of the pictures were done by these cavemen, the best ones, especially the big ones, almost life-size of animals, some of which have since di disappeared. There are dragons and quite a lot of mammoths. Men also put some of the black marks in pictures there, but the goblins have scribbled all over the place. They can't draw well, and anyway, they like the nasty queer shapes best. No North Polar Bear got quite excited when he saw all these things. He said... These cave people could draw better than you, Daddy Noel. <laughs> and wouldn't your young friends just like to see some really good pictures, especially some properly drawn bears for a change? Rather rude, I thought, if only a joke, as I take a lot of trouble over my Christmas pictures. Some of them take quite a minute to do, and though I only send them to special friends, I have a good many in different places. So just to show them, and to please you, I have copied a whole page from the wall of the chief's central cave, and I send you a copy. It is not perhaps quite as well drawn as the originals, which are very, very much larger, except the goblin parts, which are easy. They are the only parts that the polar bear can do at all. He says he likes them best, but that is only because he can copy them. The goblin pictures must be very old, because the goblin fighters are sitting on dracels, a very queer sort of dwarf dachshund horse creature they used to use. <laughs> I just imagine these goblins riding on wiener dogs. That, yeah, that's what they are in the picture. You can see them in the bottom of the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they have died out long ago. I believe the red gnomes finished them off somewhere about Edward the Fourth's time. All right, you can go ahead. The animal drawings are magnificent. 
the hairy rhinoceroses look wicked. There is a nasty... There's also a nasty look in the mammoth's eye. The ox, stag, bear, and cave bear. Portrait of Mr. Cave Bear's 71st ancestor, he says. And some other kind of pol polarish, but not quite polar bear. North Polar Bear would like to believe it is a portrait of one of his ancestors. Just under the bears is the best goblin... The best a goblin can do at drawing a reindeer. Um... I just looked it up. Edward the Fourth was a king of England, and uh, he was alive from like 1440 to 1480 something. So that was about the time when the red gnomes finished off the dachshund horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, go ahead. You have been so good in writing to me, such beautiful letters too, that I have tried to draw you some specially nice pictures this year. At the top of my Christmas card is a picture, imaginary, but more or less as it really is, of me arriving over Oxford. Your house is just about where the three little black points stick up out of the shadows at night. I am coming from the north. Note, not with twelve pair of deer, as you see in some books. I usually use seven pair. Fourteen is such a nice number. And at Christmas, especially if I am hurried, I had two special white ones in front. I wonder if th when he says stuff like that and then when he said stuff about Santa riding in cars and planes, if it's like advertising the c they see. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Next comes a picture of me and Cave Bear in the North Pole, Polar Bear, exploring the caves. I will tell you more about that in a minute. The last picture hasn't happened yet. It soon will. On St. Stephen's Day, when all the rush is over, I'm going to have a rowdy party. The cave bear's grandchildren, they are exactly like live teddy bears, snow babies, some children of red gnomes, and of course... Wait, children of red gnomes? Oh, the red gnomes wiped out the dash gnomes, not the other way around. Yeah, I yeah. thought the red gnomes were wiped out. And of course, polar cups, including Paxu and Valtuka, will be there. I'm wearing a brand er, a pair of new green trousers. They were a present to my, from my green brother, but I only wear them at home. Some goblins dislike green, so I found them useful. You see, when I rescued Polar Bear, we hadn't finished the adventure, and at the beginning of last week, we went into the cellars to get stuff for England. I said to Polar Bear, oh wait, that's me saying yeah, it. Yeah, you. Somebody has been disarranging things out here. Disarranging? <laughs> disarranging. <laughs> Somebody's disarranging. Somebody has disarranging things here. Paksu and Valkatuka, I expect. He said, but it wasn't. Next day, things were much worse, especially among the railway things, lots of which seemed to be missing. I ought to have guessed, and the polar bear anyway, ought to have mentioned his guest to me. Last Saturday we went down and found nearly everything had disappeared out of the main cellar. I imagine my state of- oh, imagine my state of mind. Nothing hardly to send to anybody, and too little time to make enough new stuff. The north polar bear said, I smell goblin strong. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was obvious. They loved mechanical toys, though they quickly smashed them and want more and more and more. And practically all the hornby, all the hornby things had gone. Eventually, we found a large hole, not big enough for us, leading to a tunnel behind some package, some packaging cases in the west cellar. Uh, hornby things. I just looked it up real quick. Like I did that so fast, and it mm -hmm. came up with the correct answer. Uh, hornby was kind of like a brand of like uh, like train toys and stuff like oh, that. Nice. As you'll expect, we rushed off to find the cave bear, and we went back to the cave, so we soon understood the queer noises. It was plain that the goblins long ago had buried, borrowed a tunnel from the caves to my old home, which was not far from the end of, the, of their hill, and had stolen a good many things. We found some things more than a hundred years old, even a few par parcels still addressed to your great-grand people, but they had been very clever not to, and not greedy, I had not found out. 
Ever since I moved, they must have been busy borrowing all the way to my cliff. Boring, banging, and blasting as quietly as they could. At last they had reached my new cellars, and at the sight of the Hornsby things was too much for them. They took all they could. I dare say they were also still angry about, with the polar bear. Also, they thought we couldn't get to them, or get at them, but I still sent my green... I still sent my patent green luminous smoke down the tunnel, and polar bear blue and blue. It was our enormous kitchen bellows. They simply shrieked and rushed out of the, out the other cave end. But there were red gnomes there. I specifically sent them there, for a few of the real old families are still in Norway. They captured hundreds of goblins and chased many more out into the snow, which they hate. We made them. We made then them sn- show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We made them show us where they had hidden things or bring them back all again. And by Monday, we had got practically everything back. The gnomes are still dealing with the goblins and promise they won't be one left by New Year. But I am not so sure. They will crop up again in a century or so, I expect. So by promising there won't be one left, does that mean they're killing them or just taking them away? I think they're killing them. They're ambushing them. They ambush them and now they're going to kill them. That's that's pretty intense. We've had a rush, but dear old Cave Bear and his sons and the gnome ladies helped. Oh, the first females, dude. Yeah. Gnome ladies are first females, dude. Wow. <laughs> moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence for the women out there. Sucks so much. <laughs> no, dude. No. That you guys are impressed. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So that we are not very well forward. We are now very well forward and all packed. I hope there is not the faintest smell of goblin about any of your things. They have all been well aired. There are still few railway things missing, but I hope, but I hope you will have what you want. They get a lot of railway stuff. Yeah, they're like obsessed with trains. They apparently, like trains, yeah, it's crazy. Who doesn't? Even? I'm not able to carry quite as much toy cargo as about last year. I'm taking a good deal of food and clothes, useful stuff. There are far too many people in our land and others who are hungry and cold this winter. So still the Great Depression. That's still sad, dude. Dang, yeah. This moment of silence for the Great Depression. Okay. All right, moment sent. My moment done. I'm glad with what... I'm glad with you, the weather... Weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad with you, the weather. Weather. I'm glad that with you, the weather is warmish. It is not warm here. We have had tremendous icy winds and terrific snowstorms. My old house is quite buried. <clears throat> I am feeling very well, better than ever. And though my hand wobbles with a pen, partly because I don't like writing as much as drawing, which I learned first, I don't think it is so wobbly this year. The polar bear got your father's scribbles today and was very puzzled by it. I told him it looked like old lecture notes, and he laughed. He says he thinks Oxford is quite a mad place, and people lecture s- such stuff. Oh, don't but laugh. I don't suppose anybody listens to it. <laughs> the drawings pl- pleased him better. He said, At any rate, those boys' father tried to draw bears, though they aren't good. Of course, it is all nonsense, but I will answer it. So he made an alphabet from the marks in the caves. He said it is much nicer than the ordinary letters, or the runes, or polar letters, and it suits his paw better. He writes them with the tail of his pen holder. He has sent a short letter to you in this alphabet to wish you a very Merry Christmas and lots of fun in the new year and a good luck at school. You are also clever now, he says. What Latin and French and Greek you will easily read and see the polar bear sends much love. I am not so sure. 
anywhere. I dare say, I, I, I dare say, I'm not so sure. Anyway, I dare say he would he would send a copy of his alphabet if you wrote and asked. By the way, he writes it in the columns on the top of the bottom and not across. Don't tell him to give you away his secret. <laughs> Sorry, Grant Stark is licking the microphone. Hey. Hey. This is one of the very long letters. It has been an exciting time. I hope you'll like hearing about it. I send all my love. John, Michael, Christopher, Priscilla, also mommy and daddy and auntie and all the people in your house. I dare say John will feel he has got to give up stockings now and give way to the many new children that have arrived since he first began and hang his up. But Father Christmas will not forget forget him. <laughs> Bless you all. Your loving Nicholas Christmas. Very nice. Let's take a let's end this episode here. Okay everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Um, Alright, what were you gonna say? Uh no, nothing man, nothing. Oh yeah. Bye. Bye.